What's up, everybody, and welcome to Big 12 Bullets. Welcome back. Week one in the books, an undefeated week one in the books, the only conference to go undefeated. What does that really mean? I don't know. We'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about our topic of the day is the quarterback play in the Big 12. It was pretty good this weekend. I think it's going to be pretty good all year. So we'll break down some of the uh, the better quarterbacks in the conference, and um, and we'll, we'll name check the other ones too. Just uh, you know, we don't we don't leave anybody out. But uh, it was it was a good weekend, good opening weekend for the Big Twelve. You know, it, there were no uh, what was it seven seven of the ten games were against FCS teams, and I think uh, six FCS teams uh, were played by the rest of college football. So there's not a lot you can take from it. It's almost like uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather's undefeated career where you go, well, I mean, he was really good, but he really pick, picked and chose his uh, his opponents, especially later in his career, just to preserve that perfect record. Um, it's kind of the same thing where there are some good things, there are some positives you can take away, um, especially um, certain teams. But then there are also some real negatives like Iowa State barely escaping Northern Iowa. So um, we'll, we'll talk about each one of those uh, in the bullets. If you've already gotten the bullets, you'll see that we talked about some of those games and some of those closer games. But what we're, we're going to talk about here um, is the quarterbacks. So we obviously had Jalen Hurts debut for OU, uh, which was the story of the weekend. Um, everyone's kind of Heisman hyping him already. I think that's ridiculous. I've always said don't talk about the Heisman until mid-October. Um, who can forget that Khalil Tate was definitely going to win the Heisman last uh, two seasons ago? Um, of course, Tua was definitely going to win the Heisman. There were like you couldn't even bet on him um, at a certain point in February or March. So you, you just don't talk about the Heisman. That's ridiculous. Of, of course, don't talk about the Heisman when someone has a good performance against Houston, who had one of the worst defenses in college football last year, and doesn't seem to really have improved. Um, Oklahoma's defense looked pretty good in the first half. They they started to get a little shaky in the second half, but there were some improvements there. But we're going to talk about the quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, I said I wasn't sure about his passing ability. I was never super impressed with it. He passed it really well, um, and Lincoln Riley can make any quarterback look like a good passer. And it's not just that the receivers are wide open, like on that certain play where <laughs> CeeDee Lamb was, was 20 yards away from everyone on the field. It's also the training that Lincoln has these guys under the, the, the teachings that he, he gives them, they improve as actual quarterbacks, which is shown by Baker, you know, obviously being really good in the NFL last year. It remains to be seen about Kyler, but obviously there was enough confidence to pick him number one overall. He wasn't a system guy. Like you'd hear about a lot of leech quarterbacks where they're making these short passes and, and they're, they're, you know, kind of finding the, the quick open receiver. Uh, it's very different in Lincoln Riley's offense. And Jalen will be asked to make big throws against much tougher opponents. And that's when we'll really see how good he actually is. I, I was I was very impressed by his running ability. I mean, we always knew he could run, um, but running in this offense, I've always said, I've always said, I, I had said kind of in this offseason leading up to this that I think that those will be his biggest weapons, his, his feet. Not that he's the fastest guy in the world, but he's a good runner and he's a tough runner and he's very similar to Sam Ellinger in the, his ability to get big chunks of yards or to run that QB sneak and get that one yard you definitely are going to need. Uh, Kyler Murray was great. He's the fastest guy ever. 
um, shiftiest guy I've ever seen, but he wasn't running a one yard QB sneak because he wasn't big enough. Um, or if he did, he didn't do it as often, but you can run that with Jalen all day. And then that's how he got two of his three rushing touchdowns. So it was very encouraging performance from Jalen hurts. Um, the other guy who had a very encouraging performance is the guy I just mentioned, Sam Ellinger against Louisiana tech. So, um, Oh, just to, to check this for Jalen hurts. He threw for 332 yards and rushed for over 150. Sam Ellinger threw for 276 yards. He threw for uh, four touchdowns, which was the most in the conference. Um, and the the game, the part of the game that I watched, I didn't watch the entire thing because it was, you know, not a close game or anything like that. But he looked good, and he was making better passes than he has in the past. He was making, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a scout. I'm not an NFL uh, guy as far as how I can determine this, but he was making throws that are more similar to NFL throws. And those are the types of things that he has to do, um, to take that next step. I mean, he's in his, uh, junior year and this is when you become the guy that, that NFL scouts are looking at, but more importantly for Texas fans, they don't care if he's drafted highly as a quarterback. They want him to be the elite and, and the legendary longhorn quarterback. A performance like he had against Louisiana Tech is going to further that. Um, you know, it, it was it was quote only 276 yards, which is not a ton in this Big 12. Um, but uh, you know, he he was pretty good. He completed 74 percent of his passes. Um, he threw it 38 times, which was you know quite a lot, significantly more than Jalen Hurts, who only threw it 23 times. Uh, Hurts had one of the least amount of passing. Uh, attempts in the conference which is really funny so you know there's a lot of good good for Sam Ellinger as well um the some of the bad you know if you watch the Iowa State Northern Iowa game Brock Purdy did not really impress and yet he still threw for 278 yards he still had a good game at the end of the day but the parts of the game that I was watching which was you know when it got really close and and uh you know he needed to to make some big throws and he didn't necessarily make the big throws that he needed to. He, he obviously made the throws to win the game, but there was, there was a lot, um, a lot left, um, that I thought he could have done and should have done against Northern Iowa. That was not the performance that Iowa state was looking for to go to uh, triple overtime against Northern Iowa at home. is just not the way you want to start your most anticipated season ever. Northern Iowa is a good team, um, so there are good FCS teams like Northern Iowa, uh, North Dakota State, James Madison, um, Georgia Southern. Those are all good FCS teams. A bad FCS team is Georgia State, who is two and ten and beat Tennessee. So there are there are worse losses to FCS teams um, than than you know losing to say a Northern Iowa. But you never want to do that, and that would have taken them completely out of contention for a a uh, New Year's Six Bowl, which is probably their goal. Um, and they totally would have been knocked out of contention already if they'd have lost that game. So at the end of the day, it's a win. Um, and Brock Purdy played pretty well, but I think he, w- he would even admit that he could do a lot more. The guy who slung the ball all over the place was the guy I talked up a lot in the first um, Big 12 Bullet podcast was Alan Bowman of Texas Tech. We always expect Texas Tech quarterbacks to sling it all over the place, obviously, um, but he threw for 436 yards. Um, he had threw it 53 times. Of course, that's the most in the conference by 10. Um, 
you know, we knew that was going to happen. We knew that that's, you know, the, the type of offense they're going to run. But, you know, we've seen Texas Tech quarterbacks that weren't that great. And we've seen Texas Tech quarterbacks that were really good. And he's obviously another really good one. He's only a sophomore. They dominated their game against Montana State 45-10. to 10, So another really, really easy opponent. Um, the only semi, semi, semi-tough opponents that any team played in the Big 12 were Oklahoma playing Houston, which, you know, Houston could put up a lot of points. Um, Texas playing Louisiana Tech, that was never going to be a challenge. But Louisiana Tech's a real team in the, you know, FPS. And then Oklahoma State having to go to Oklahoma, uh, to Oregon State, um, that, that could, you know, there could be some challenges there. Spencer Sanders was impressive when I watched him play. He's very athletic, um, could run the ball. He was passing it really well. He already has a good relationship with Ty, Tylen Wallace, um, which that is a scary thing for big 12 defenses that those two are in sync already because Tyler Wallace is a really, really, really good receiver. And then Chuba Hubbard is a great running back. Oklahoma state is, I think going to be a challenge for people. They're going to put up some points. I don't think they're going to stop anyone, but they will put up some points with that offense and Spencer Sanders. If he is continues to play the way he played, it will be, it will be a good year for Oklahoma state. I don't know that it'll be a great year, but I think, I think it'll be a good year. Kansas, um, again, another team that barely beat their FCS opponent. Carter Stanley is their quarterback. He's a senior. He actually played pretty well. Um, didn't have a high, high completion percentage, but he did throw for 241 yards. So I, I'll admit, I didn't watch that game. I don't even know if it was available to watch, but he did pretty well, it appears. Um, Kansas State also barely won their game. Skylar Thompson uh, just kind of does what Skylar Thompson does. Nothing unexpected there. Um, Charlie Brewer threw for three touchdowns. Less than 200 yards, um, but only, you know, only attempted 31 passes, which is not a ton for a Baylor offense. They're running. They they ran it all over SFA and they're, they're trouncing of them 57, 56 to 17. So, you know, again, there's just not a ton that you can learn about each of these guys. But the, the ones that I think everyone was the most curious about, Jalen Hurts showed up and had one of the best offensive days in Oklahoma history, which is quite a statement. Alan Bowman appears to be fully healthy. Sam Ellinger appears to be making that next step. Um, and then the, the last guy, Austin Kendall um, for West Virginia. Again, I thought they were going to lose to James Madison. I was almost right. Um, and he had he had probably the worst day of anyone not named Alex Delton, who, um, you know, the TCU quarterback, who I don't think we really – thought a ton of him anyway but uh you know Austin Kendall threw it 42 times only completed 27 passes 65 percent completion had the you know he just you know he didn't look great um the team didn't look great against JMU that's that's kind of to be expected I think that's kind of what we're going to see from uh from this guy and from this team um, TCU played both of their quarterbacks. Um, both of them threw it 21 through Delton threw it 22 times. Duggan, Max Duggan threw it 23 times. Neither were that great. Um, and they were playing Arkansas Pine Bluff. They won 39 to seven, you know, like I said, we're not going to learn much. The one thing I think is interesting. There was not an interception thrown by a quarterback. <laughs> there was not an interception thrown, uh, by a big 12 team this, um, this weekend, that's an interesting stat in itself. Uh, I don't know what it says necessarily, 
But uh, maybe there's maybe we have the uh, bumper crop of, of quarterbacks in the Big 12. I think we do. Um, I think that the success of Patrick Mahomes, the success of Baker Mayfield, the high draft pick of Kyler Murray, um, the the Big 12 is is a conference that you would want to go if you were a quarterback. Uh, maybe it's because you won't face tough defenses, but there's also great coaches with great reputations for building up big quarterbacks and making them into stars. So, you know, that that's what I want to talk about today. Quarterbacks in the Big 12, very exciting. The biggest matchup we've got this weekend, Texas versus LSU. Um, that is a huge game. Uh it might actually, the way I, I look at it, it could be Oklahoma's biggest non-conference game is Texas versus LSU because Houston wasn't much of a challenge for Oklahoma. UCLA is not going to be a challenge. South Dakota is not going to be a challenge. They don't have a resume booster except for in their conference. And so Texas, if they beat LSU and Texas goes up and maybe to the top five, that means that either Texas or Oklahoma is going to have a top five win probably you know, against either one of them in the conference. So I think the whole Big 12 is going to be cheering for Texas because you want Texas to be good and then uh, you want your team to beat them, whether you're Oklahoma State or you're TCU or you're uh, Texas Tech. I think everyone, whether they, they don't want to hear, maybe they don't want to hear that Texas is back again and they don't want to see Sam Ellinger's smiling face, but it would be huge for the conference if they were able to beat LSU. I think it's possible. I think it'll be a very defensive game. Um, both teams have good defenses. Both teams have good uh, cornerbacks. They're having a little uh, social media war over uh, DBU. Um, not Dallas Baptist University, but defensive back university. Um, I don't think LSU's offense is very good. I've never seen much impressive from the highly touted Joe Burrows. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see who uh, wins that game, but it would be huge if Texas did win that game. And if they don't, I don't think it's the end of the world for Texas at all um, to lose to a highly ranked and well thought of LSU team. And especially if it's close, it really won't be a huge loss for Texas, but it could be a massive win for the entire conference if Texas does win. So I think everybody will be cheering for them this weekend, whether you hate them or not, because it will help your team down the line. If uh, your team can beat Texas, if Texas is highly ranked and if they lose to Texas and Texas is highly ranked, then you're not going to tumble down in the rankings, especially if you are a team sort of in the middle uh, tier, like a TCU or a Baylor or Oklahoma state where, you know, you want to be able to get in the top 25 at some point this season. And if you lose to a highly ranked Texas team, it's not going to hurt your chances really. So, uh, you know, everyone wants to hate on Texas, um, except Texas fans, just like everyone wants to hate on Oklahoma and except Oklahoma fans and, and all the way down the line. But I think that uh, when you're facing an SEC opponent, I think uh, everyone will band together and cheer for uh, the Big 12 team. As much as I, um, even though I do this podcast, I really actually hate the idea of cheering for a conference. I think it's stupid, and I think you should always cheer against your rivals um, because it's funny to watch them lose, and that's the point of sports and college football. Uh, but in this circumstance, the Big 12 would benefit from uh, or your team, my team, your team, everyone's team will benefit from Texas winning. So, you know, we'll have a little conference loyalty and act like we're in the SEC and we chant about our conference instead of our school when we win. Uh, we'll do that this weekend and then we'll go back to hating each other and cheering against each other every single uh, game. So uh, let me know your thoughts. Uh, I got some good reviews in the Apple um in the iTunes store, which is awesome. Thank you so much. If you could write a review, that would be great. But even just giving me five stars is really cool. And um, keep doing that. Uh, share it with your friends. Share the 
newsletter with your friends. Um, I'm going to be doing some giveaways coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, but share it before the giveaways and, uh, you know, out of the own, the goodness of your heart. Uh, but I will be doing some giveaways to encourage signups and um, subscriptions and all kinds of stuff like that. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.